Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the CEO at Array Behavioral Care, Jeffrey Boyce. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jared. How are you? Doing well. It's it's great to chat with you again. I was you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording. You last came on end of October. Well, actually before that, right? Because that's when it went out. It was it was early in 2020. So it's been almost two years since we've had you on. You were due. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to, to come back on and chat with you. We've been pretty busy the last couple of years. Uh, I think when we were last together, we were uh, maybe talking about this merger of Insight and Regroup, uh, those two companies coming together. Um, I had worked with our chief medical officer, Dr. Burrell, almost 15 years ago at this point to found a company called Insight Telepsychiatry. And we brought that together with another company called Regroup Telehealth. Um, and you know have created what we now call array behavioral care really think that array is uh, one of the nation's leading virtual psychiatry and therapy practices that are out there uh, we've been doing this telebehavioral health thing since before it was cool and we've learned a lot of lessons along the way and uh, i'm really excited to, to dig into some of those lessons that you've learned and obviously here hear the whole update on everything so for for the audience let's assume which I, i'm not assuming uh, i actually think many, many people in the space know, uh, you know, what and who Array is. Uh, but can we dive, for the people that maybe haven't heard of Array, can you give us kind of a, an overview of the company, uh, the different, you know, offerings that you, you're able to offer patients and, and what that looks like? Absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah. So we, we consider ourselves the nation's leading virtual psychiatry and therapy practice. And it's important to note that we think of ourselves as a practice, right? Not necessarily as a network, not necessarily as a technology platform, but a practice of clinicians that are working with one another against kind of universal standards and uh, best practices to deliver really high quality care, but to do it all virtually via video. And so um, we have what we call three different service delivery models. One of them is called on demand. And in that model, we can make one of our clinicians available in the moment to evaluate a patient that is potentially in psychiatric crisis and to figure out what's the most appropriate, least restrictive level of care for this individual in this moment. We offer that service into hospital emergency rooms and different psychiatric crisis centers. It's a really valuable uh, and really kind of high risk encounter every time we do it. Um, and so we got our start with that way back in 1999 when Dr. Burrell did the first psychiatric commitment via video at a hospital here in South Jersey. Um, we also offer a service that we call scheduled care and in that model, we can make one of our clinicians available on a regularly scheduled basis and sort of blocks of time. And they can integrate with other providers remotely. Uh, increasingly, we're doing work within primary care sites that are looking to integrate mental health services with their primary care. So in that situation, we can make the same clinician available regularly scheduled basis to do many of the same things that an on-site clinician uh, might. And then most recently, and where we've probably had the most kind of change and growth in the last couple of years, is in our service model called At Home, where we can make a clinician available for individual patient appointments directly into um, an individual's home, right? And so in that model, we're providing a mix of psychiatry and therapy. We're doing it on individual's own devices. We're doing it as an in-network covered benefit uh, for an insured population. And that really kind of ties out that continuum of care. It's uh, it's been really interesting following just the the progress of the company, and then 
kind of seeing what's happened since the merger. Can you can you give our our audience a little bit of a uh, of breakdown, I guess, of what's I mean, a lot's happened. So give us give us the, sure. the juicy bits, I guess. But uh, what's happened since this merger? Yeah, so a big thing that's happened is that I think we've really seen that um, on-demand delivery model uh, escalate in importance in the last couple of years. Um, and that was more about kind of the pandemic and some of the kind of pent-up mental health demand that came to the forefront during uh, the COVID pandemic. And so we're just seeing tremendous need for uh, that crisis service to support hospital emergency rooms. They're increasingly trying to build real meaningful behavioral health strategies uh, for how they triage folks coming into the ED. And that's been an exciting growth area for us. And we feel um, like we're doing something important and valuable and helping people in their kind of uh, most dire uh, state of need for that service. And so it's been exciting to see that grow. The other thing that has really happened in the last couple of years has been the validation of that at-home delivery model, right? And so it just makes sense now to receive a lot of mental health services virtually on your own device from the convenience of your own home. And so really trying to scale that up and, and do it right has been something we've been really focused on the last couple of years. And, you know, along with obviously the merger was a, a big thing that's helped attribute to your success. What, you, you said you in the beginning of this conversation that you, you learned a lot along the way. What are some of those, I guess, most important tips that you can give, like the new companies out there that are trying to break into this space? Um, you know, obviously, don't give them the blueprint, right? Like, um, I, I always say, like, yeah, I wish my competitor is the best unless we're going up against each other. And then, you know, let's let's go go get it. But uh, not just for like in the mental health space, right? There's other digital health companies you don't compete with. What, what pieces of advice can, can you give people in the space? Um, yeah, yeah. I, th I think one thing I would say, you know, to your point is there's more than enough work for us all to do uh, that can make a big impact for those, those folks in need. And so we're always happy to kind of find opportunities to collaborate with others. And uh, one of the things that I think we've been excited about the last couple of years is seeing kind of this flood of new technologies and new solutions and kind of innovation coming into this space, you know, particularly as um, kind of subacute interventions are coming into this space, right? It's a digital tool or a technology that is, is coming in or an intervention by an unlicensed professional like a peer, a coach, a case manager. Those things are exciting and they all have their place. Uh, but one of the things that we want to see is we want to see those have kind of appropriate escalation points and kind of a tie-in to license professional services when appropriate. And so I think we're focused on, hey, how do we uh, really kind of support the delivery of licensed professional services from kind of top of licensed professionals, psychiatrists in particular, and spread their expertise out and down across kind of the mental health hierarchy and, and pyramid that's out there. And so I think um, kind of thinking about comprehensive solutions that tie together some of these new innovations into kind of tried and true clinical best practices from licensed professionals is something that we uh, really value and look for. Uh, the second maybe um, tip that I would say that we've chosen to focus on is creating a clinician-centric culture, right? Uh, we want to be a place where these scarce mental health clinicians want to work where they feel like they are a part of something, that they're connected to one another, they're connected to a higher higher purpose, they've got colleagues, 
Um, and doing that in a fully virtual world is, is challenging. And that's something that I think we've really leaned into the last couple of years is creating the right culture for these clinicians to really bring their best selves to work um, and be really effective uh, doing their work remotely. What are some of the like most interesting partnership opportunities that, that you and your team are you know, maybe looking into or um, it just it's, it's on your, your mind heading into 2023 and beyond? Yeah, I, I think we spend a lot of time here talking about the idea of care across the continuum, right? And because there is such a supply demand imbalance out there, there are like pain points and things that are in fi on fire kind of everywhere, right? And folks are looking to put some point solutions in place to extinguish some of those fires. But the reality is that that patient and that mental health need came from somewhere and that individual also has to go somewhere after that intervention. And so what we're kind of most interested in are kind of partnerships and programs that think about that continuum and that tie together services that offer increased continuity as folks kind of tr transition from one level of care to the next. Uh, we get pretty excited about that. And we're excited because we're seeing health systems take that seriously and because we're seeing payers take that seriously. It's not just about cost and access, right? It's where did this patient come from and where are they going and how can we really tie all this together to, to, uh, to serve the individual very well. And what, what are some of the areas you think across just the entire digital health space, right? Not just in your particular area, uh, that technology can continue to help us move forward as a, as an industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think augmenting the live clinical encounter is where I probably see, expect to see the most change in innovation in the next couple of years. Um, you know, that's particularly important within the mental health space where so much has been designed around that therapeutic hour, right? And now these digital tools give us the potential to have homework that is occurring uh, between sessions. Uh, you know, the outcomes of that homework being summarized in a great useful dashboard for that clinician to bring it into the session and really disrupt how that, that care is delivered. I think there's going to have to be a lot of um, kind of pressure put on the reimbursement models that exist um, for a lot of mental health providers to really make that um, realize its true potential. But I would say using these digital tools to really augment the live professional services is the thing that I'm most excited about. And I guess internally, what, what's next for the organization? What are you really excited about moving forward that you can share? I know there's probably stuff you can't share, but what you can share, I'd love to hear. Yeah, we, we've made some big progress in the last uh, couple of years, building some really important relationships with uh, health systems and payers across the country. And uh, what we're probably most excited about is leaning into some of those relationships to like really scale uh, quickly and uh, to, to lean into those kind of two most complex delivery models, that on-demand delivery model where, you know, we're seeing patients on the worst day of their life, you know, when they're potentially suicidal or homicidal, getting them the right level of uh, service on a timely basis uh, and putting them on the right track to treatment uh, after that, right? We're excited to do more of that and to do that at scale. And then we're excited to pair it up with that idea of, um, outpatient services remotely in someone's home so that we can help keep them in that state of wellness and avoid that cycle of, of uh, decompensating and ending up back in that emergency room. And so 
Uh, what we're really going to be focused on the next couple of years is doing what we're already doing, uh, just doing it uh, at a larger scale. Well, I'm really, again, excited to, to continue to follow your progress and uh, hopefully get you on another one of these shows. We can dive into some other uh, important topics, but it was really great to, to have you come back on to, to give us an update on where things are at and then give us you know, some of these success tips that other companies can look at or just uh, people interested in the space can kind of hear from. So really appreciate you you sharing all this this wisdom. Well, thanks for the chance. Yeah, appreciate it, Jerry.